0: Record is on. Mr. Paul Roberts, Grotbags. Hey. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Pretty hard to describe the scene. We are laying on the sand underneath one of the lifeguard towers. I didn't actually look what number it is. I think 4B
0: at... watch style.
1: Yeah, so I think we're at about number 14. So we're 14 <laughs> towers away from the pier on Huntington Beach on the sand. Uh, and what's funny is not a lot of people realise that apart from the really big weekends here in Huntingdon, um, even right now in the summer, it's pretty much empty, and you get like these crazy sand beaches to yourself. So it's actually quiet enough for us to sit underneath this uh, David Hasselhoff <laughs> life, lifeguard tower, laying on the sand, like carried our bikes across. I've ruined my new vans in the sand, and we're just uh, we're just chilling on the so catch up.
0: You're still factory.
1: Uh, I don't know with vans. I don't know if I'm still factory or not. I. Uh, it's funny. I I that the question of like how vans are you because we we're thinking about doing something, but the how vans are you, like my relationship with them goes back so far, and then to realize how unbelievably lucky I am to have that relationship, like through my life with them. I mean, I, when I got married. I think the most unbelievable thing to my dad was that Steve Van Doren came to my wedding. Like, I, he just could not get his head around the fact that the owner of vans had come, had come to the wedding. Um, so, I would, no, I'm not factory no more, but I still uh, they still hook me up with shoes and clothes. I still do probably one or two jobs a year for them. Um, I, I, when we were doing that question of how vans are you, like, there have been more than one year since my folks passed away where at Christmas the one parcel that's arrived from somewhere has been a box of stuff from them which is which is pretty pretty nuts when you think I've still done work for them I've done the announcing stuff for them regularly on and off 10-15 years or whatever
0: but you were on vans even in England weren't you back in the day
1: dude I've only ever had one year when I wasn't on vans and that was because my sponsorship of Powerlight uh, at Shiner's they did Vision and we came out here...
0: We bought Vision, didn't we?
1: Well, and I, no, the year I came out here, I actually got on Vision. I went oh, to the factory and, yeah, I got...
0: You can tell me about that one.
1: I, I, I'm not sure who I rode up there with. I rode... I don't know if I rode with <laughs> Probably <someone>. solo. <laughs> Probably, yeah, but it was miles. It was way up the beach path. I think it was Anaheim and I hadn't read. I didn't realise they were still to... here then. Yeah, yeah it, it, would have been, it would have been here and it was... Uh, it was... They were still really big. It was the... I remember the first item of clothing they gave me was the white long sleeve with the straight but, vision. But the first wrap.
0: year we came to Florida, we bought the vision oh, pants. Oh yeah, because they were massive. and they were
1: they were fashionable when I got hooked up by them. But my thing is, realistically looking back, like uh, it was nice to wear that stuff and be fashionable and wear the same shit EMF was wearing.
0: Right. But <laughs>
1: <EMF>. <laughs> realistically, I wish, I wish, I wish I'd just not. I'd waited until my van sponsorship came through because I started getting... I think I'd maybe even got given a pair of vans before that or maybe a couple of hers before that had been on product. Uh, but then after that, when it when it really blew up, then I went, on to, I went on to full stuff. And I think after that, Vans Europe for salary. But I wish I hadn't done that year on Vision. Like that cover I've got on, on Ride, like... You know, I'm wearing Vision shoes in that, and realistically, that's such a downer that I'm not wearing
0: bands. Which actually. covered the nothing.
1: Yeah, oh. yeah, and I'm wearing Visions in that, and realistically, I would have. I should have been wearing Vans in it even though you know But in my heart I should have been wearing Vans in it so yeah I'm not still factory now but I still work for Vans and I'm well tell be, us
0: you did the uh, I mean which was pretty cool you did the uh, Vans Rebel Jam US Open I mean yeah, you announced they, it
1: yeah they build the I mean you know, haven't I mean, done that for a while have you no I've I've been I do Vans uh, street invitational every year they have their skate park up at Bella Terra which is up at the top of Beach Boulevard it's a couple of miles three, four miles maybe from the beach uh, in Huntington and they do that comp and I announce that with Crandall every year Um, normally they have the US Open weekend here which is the big surf comp that's when they have the bowl contest here which is part of the Vans World Series but this year the final of that is in Huntington in September so they put the Rebel Jam first time it's appeared in in Europe and his ISIS contest first time it's been uh, in America Uh, and they did that and they did it the week before the X Games, so it was the first week of US Open. But it meant, because the X Games was the week after, everybody, like the street dudes, everybody came. It was so nuts.
0: I saw they did the bunny up, that was cool. I was watching dude. that video with that. Oh, man. Yeah. And
1: when you've got them kids, they both, like, uh, Sean, um, Sean McCaney and, uh, and uh, Brock Rafe both did 50 inches. That's
0: crazy.
1: Oh, dude, it's so nuts. But, I mean, that comp had... Garrett Reynolds, Chad Curley, Alex Donaghy. It had all the dudes, Devon Smiley, like, my favourite Reed Stark. It had all the legit best contest street riders there. So, like, to get to announce that, you know, especially with it being a Vans Comp and everything laid on, it being on the beach, and it's in my hometown, where I probably know because of living here and being downtown for so long, I know so many of them people in the crowd like, I was, getting, I was getting all the rider love, and I was getting all the local love as well. So, yeah, bands asked me to do that, which, man, bands could ask me to set myself on fire in a
0: car park. But you, on all the music. little videos and clips and everything I watched, you can totally tell, I mean, I know you told me that you were going to do it, but, like, distinctively, yeah. you can hear I'm, you in the background, which is yeah, so
1: cool. I, that's, yeah, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm not, I don't mean this in an egotistical way, I mean this in, a, like, a descriptive kind of way, but... I don't sound like anybody else and with the the music and the singing I hear that all the time I don't know whether that's necessarily a good thing (laughs) with the singing but I hear like so yeah having that distinctive voice and you know being shouting and being excited or whatever but anyway it went really good because it's an easy gig for me being here and them dudes being so good it's easy to you know it's it's easy to do but they uh, I'm going to be doing the finals September thirteenth to fifteenth. I'm gonna be doing Where's the finals that? of their bowls that's at, at the skate park the skate Boulevard. yeah. And it's, when, uh, is it? when is it? September thirteenth through the fifteenth. So that's
0: coming up then, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's uh, and that's the finals. It will be the fourth round. They've already had their rounds in first rounds Australia, then Stuttgart, they just had Mexico. Oh my The shirt. finals will be there and it's it's really good. The uh yeah, Jason Watts is an Australian kid and he's won two of the rounds. And it's, I mean, my, my thing is I'm not I'm not taking anything away from anybody who does what they want to do or what their thing is. But, like, my thing, obviously, the kids that I follow and, like, I'm into are all the kids that would have been doing what I like to think I would have been doing. So, like, the, you know, Chris Fox, Matt Cordova, Watts... Corey, like, or just all them kids. The
0: Canadian kid that used to race. Yeah. Like, he's like Chris Fox. Yeah. yeah I started following him. He's so good. Yeah,
1: I just... i And what's funny is I like... I see so much of, like, I guess the old Union crew. I see so much of, of that in them because they're just... They're dudes who just love to ride their bikes. They realise that they're, they're lucky to be living this, this crazy life. But it's not... It's not about, I'm going to win, I'm going to do this, then there's camp, I'm going to... And, that, you know, there's a there's a time and a place for that, and I'm into that, but the people that I'm into, them dudes, I mean, I just... You know, that's... And when you get a bowl contest, which is tough to ride, and it's different, and you really get to see, like...
0: So none of these guys really have the desire to do the Olympics, so it's kind of two separate, lots of different um, guys, really, the way I'm... Yeah, very it. much.
1: There's In that subset between those two groups, there's probably only one or two guys... Brandon Lupus is an Australian who will probably go to the Olympics. It'll probably be him and Logan Martin from Australia. Um, but he rides those comps and can make the final. I mean, but it's... When you look at the people who win those comps, you're looking at the likes of... Uh, and, well, I guess Larry Edgar is another one who can... Yeah, I would say he's not of, even going
0: to try, is he?
1: Or? I mean, with the, with the Olympics, you've got to remember... Like, and I'm I'm bummed on this Like the Olympics The way I see it And I could be wrong Because I'm not within The uh, organisational body But the way I see it Is the Olympics The park contest At the Olympics Is going to go straight To a final
0: Is it? Because, oh, the, because the guys, they've like, got
1: Limited guys going Like so nine they, guys or something? Yeah So there's two from Australia There's two from America There's two from like There's two from Only like four or five countries Or oh, I think there's two From two countries And then one person from,
0: It's like racing like, But the yeah, thing
1: yeah. is It's not that's not fair. Like, and not only is it not fair, like, the organisers should have pushed for, because I'll tell you what, I'll bet my life that skateboarding isn't just a straight final. I bet you know yeah, they, they got are, more. I listened uh, to them. Yeah. They fought
0: for more, more, more heads. Well, yeah. and the
1: thing is, you're building that course. Yeah. You're building that course, you're doing it, and you're leaving, and it's not like you're leaving, you're leaving 10 or 20 dudes who are useless behind, who are just going to ride just because they've got like a Zimbabwean granddad or something you're not talking you're talking about kids who dedicate their life to doing it but like they're the third or fourth best kid in Australia from Australia or the third or fourth best kid from America and they're not going to be able to go to the Olympics because well, there's only well, nine well it's the same as
0: racing there has got the world championships especially that same Olympic year is actually normally tougher than the Olympics and, of course yeah, it is yeah, course when you, course once it you is. get to the Olympics you're ho- in, in race you're, you're halfway home you know? and, I, and so. it's
1: just I just I don't you know there's always that thing of
0: Making the final race At the Olympics Is not that I mean the, the way I see it It's not that tough got federal world championships You're
1: going back To the age old argument Of well And I'm really Simplifying this In movie terms But you're really Going home to the Age old argument Of unless the Fucking competition Is open To absolutely anybody Like you know It goes back to The movie Rad You know <laughs> like It's just if you Can't get in there And you can't You can't be in there Right It's you know And I understand You've got to have Qualifiers <laughs> and everything But it's these TV companies and comp organisers that want to get it down to the least number of people, like Vert at the X Games this year. Six people. Is
0: that
1: it? Yeah, they didn't even oh, like, qualify. Wow. I don't think. I don't well, I could be wrong. I don't even I just why the I just remember watching the X Games on TV. I remember watching Dirt qualifying for the X Games on TV and it being rad. Being inside one of them stadiums and it all being fucking hype as to who was gonna make the final. I just I, I don't see that and the fact that the Olympics are only going to have nine or whatever it is like I mean or eight or whatever it is for a straight final I, I just
0: I'm sure once it's been in the first time it'll you know obviously it's going My to thing work is the organisers the
1: organize- should have pushed harder for it because yeah. there's, there's no I listen to
0: Escape skate podcast them guys fought for more and they got it you know so um, I'm sure once, say once it's been in and it's worked out they'll end up being um, they'll open it up more. So, of. yeah, that
1: crossover is pretty small because those, those bowl dudes, like, you're looking at, like, you're looking at, you know, Larry's a bit of a, a anomaly just because he's so powerful and goes so high, he can do do that stuff anywhere. But, like, you know, Sergio, Gary Young, uh, Jason Watts, like, I mean, all of those dudes, like, you, they're not going to be, and, you know, who can blame them for not wanting to fucking turn into an olympic athlete and, and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that like that's you know and living those dreams and competing and stuff like that is a massively worthy cause and watching it from the outside but it takes a very very special and talented individual to line yourself up to do that it's a nice life to live but it's uh being competitive and that takes you out of a lot of stuff a lot of fun a lot of life experiences like you and you will you will know that all the parties you never went to when you were 16 17 <laughs> just because fuck you you got to go racing tomorrow, yeah, yeah. To do it. but to that's to be an Olympic athlete is that times a million and it's it's I'm not saying it's not cool because I you know I, n- nothing would please me more than to see Kai win the Olympics next year. I'd be fucking, i will be the first one jumping up Well, that's down. what
0: I told CK. I said, you know what? He's, I know he's got all those those things now, what he wants to do. Probably wants to go out and hang out, meet girls. I said, just put it on hold for a couple in two years, a year. Just win that. Then, I mean, we're, we're 40, 50 now. We still like to go out and have a drink here and there and enjoy yourself. I said, it's all, it's still there waiting. And, you, you know. So. Well,
1: I mean, I, I hate to say it, but almost to have somebody there who he doesn't like just chasing around making sure that he's doing yeah, yeah. stuff
0: it's, it, it, it is worth them I, I really don't know Kai that well and I'm a big fan as well um, allocating somebody and I think CK is but you know like do everything he needs to do and, and, and once that's over if, then, he, if, if, yeah. you listen,
1: if you're listening to this guy White, right, there's two old English
0: guys <laughs> laying on a beach in California yeah, I tell CK I mean CK <laughs> ties so I give him like CK tell him you, this tell him that but yeah. I, I, I tell
1: you what man <laughs> like I'm sure you are already on this path Yeah I think CK will keep
0: him
1: in check Well my thing is It should almost get to the point Where you are livid Because your life has nothing else in it Except for focusing on that final Yeah Like until that final is done And then Well you might decide There's another four years But until that final is done At the Olympics man You should be Every moment you're awake In fact if you're not even breathing And (laughs) dreaming about the Olympic final Like that's a problem as well You should be waking up thinking Did I win last night in that dream Or did I lose it last night that right. like you should there should be nothing else going on except for that and I'm sure that's you know that's your mindset and that's yeah. tough when you're when you're young and successful as well and there's so much fucking Good shit, there's so many hot chicks, there's so many kick-ass parties, there's so many cool friends to fucking go and hang out with. You can fucking do that stuff later, man. Starting
0: Monday after the race. Yeah. (laughs) Like in fact,
1: starting Sunday night after the race, when the medals round your neck, you can fucking go and get as loose as you like with whoever you like. (laughs) But until then, just it's uh it's because believe there's anybody who's focusing on that that's what they should be doing like it should you should be waking up feeling fuck me am I living in a Rocky movie what the fuck it it should be exactly like that yeah there's
0: plenty of life after
1: you should be annoyed at CK Flash you should be thinking every time you see his face you should be like oh shit he's going to have me do drills again like it should
0: I think Kai is good though because he's actually really chill I mean if you see I mean you watch other videos and stuff he's very relaxed on the game talking and laughing and smiling I think it's all part of his program why he's that good you know
1: whatever whatever you're doing you're obviously doing it right it's just you should be making sure that there's nothing even mildly derogatory to any kind (laughs) performance (laughs) you can just wait and do that afterwards man believe it's it's all there for you afterwards man there's uh, there's literally millions of people out watching you and watching that path to the Olympics man it's
0: uh, being British as well I think right now with the Olympics you you really can get onto that next stage I think dude I'll tell you what I'll tell you what it's
1: like it's like fucking even if you fucking hate Manchester United or Liverpool as a football club (laughs) even if you would just they suck so hard if they're in the European Cup final and they're against somebody like Juventus or Barcelona I'm fucking cheering for them man like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't matter but it's just you know having that those connections with people you you will be English like for me personally you're from London you know you're trained by somebody who's fucking a friend of mine from back in the day like I just you know uh, I I I just want you to do as well as possible at that race and there's millions of people out here who, who, who want the same thing you know yeah so.
0: absolutely yeah.
1: yeah I just you know and it's, it's exciting as well because it's having you know I'm sure uh, you know Liam Liam's reign of you know if you're a Liam fan like you want him to win the time trial you want to see him in gate one every single fucking race of the weekend you don't want to see him beaten at any point you don't want to see him overtaken on track you just want to see whole shots wire to wire all the way through to the finals done that's like if, if you can hear that that's a plane going over the top I think they're they're practising for the uh, they're practising for the HP Air Show which happens in October so they send a bunch of military jets over that one's super loud
0: alright Um, that's um uh...
1: Anyway, just just, just just to finish that off, it's it like the the thing with kites, you know, that Olympic dream, it's all of those ex racers who still follow the sport and people who race now and all the kids above and below you, you're gonna be following following that journey and it's uh you know, I like just Liam's thing of winning from start to finish, if you're a Liam fan, that's what you wanted to see all day. But like if you're a if you're a Kai White fan, like man it's even more exciting when you don't get the good gate like i'm not saying i'm not saying that i'm not very very psyched on the fact that your gates have come together now and we really get to see what what he can do on when he gets the whole shot and when he really can open his legs and not in traffic but it's almost a treat to see blow a gate and just think ah here it comes man because it's As a rider's rider, you know, having... Especially coming back from a day without those pedals, like, there was a real difference between a power rider and a skinny, powerless rider, (laughs) of which I was one. So all my favourite dudes were track craft dudes who could come through. So to see somebody like you as the obvious genetic, you know, advantages for sprinting, like, just set up... Your body is just set up for sprinting. But for you to then be that rider's rider where you have such killer track craft where you can come through the pack... Dude, you just—you just a dream. Like to to be a fan of that is just, you know, it's so. He's got a story as well,
0: Auntie is like his background and being friends with all, except for CK and his dad and everybody we've known everybody a long time. His brothers, I think, and I mean, hes he's also
1: a good, good example of having, having an older brother who's very, very good. Like Stephen, Stephen really, Stephen Murray really had that had Martin leading him all through. I mean, Stephen was better at racing, but Martin was older and would therefore have actually been slightly better on his bike at all times, whilst Stephen would have always been playing catch-up. So, for him to have that, and then also, to have Liam to focus on as something to aspire to, to be the fastest in the world, and to have Quillen there as somebody to compete against, who is also legitimately one of the fastest. There's, there's, You cannot doubt the fact that those two dudes are two of the fastest BMX races in the world that's a fact you can't well you there's three
0: cannot... good British now there's um, oh yeah there's uh, Evans, five of them there's, fi- there's five there's five of them who
1: you could you know there's five of them who have a legit shot at making those finals Trey hasn't made a final for a while but he's still fast enough and he's still in the mix enough that if, if the cards fell his way he could legitimately make a final but Paddy doing well and he's another track craft dude who I'm obviously going to be in love with you know Cintillin retiring um Kyle Evans coming up And becoming You know It's funny Because being in Liam's shadow For that long And then Kyle coming up and, and being the dude To have them people Behind you So close And snapping And yeah. you head It's like Dude Can I not I mean he did He did have his one Or, his one or two years Of like Being that guy It's probably and he, like he Liam's the,
0: finally gone now But oh my god Now we got Yeah, yeah. Look how hungry The <laughs> yeah, people yeah, are behind yeah, me yeah.
1: Like he had his one year He won the uh, He won the Euros Right and, uh, and he—he's—he's he's right that year before maybe with Kai coming through, but it's like, dude, to have Liam and then Liam retire and you be the number two moving up and have them dudes behind you just starving. But
0: even racing was always even like that, even in everyone's own individual. You know, yeah, like, of So and so has finally quit or something, but then again, this guy's grown now and he's fast as hell this year. You know, so and who was
1: and and when, once you
0: turn and everyone's got that guys, turn, You know, you're
1: looking at the people below you like. He's turning next year. Yeah, yeah. He
0: comes. Yeah. Like, I don't
1: know. It's. I don't have to race him right now, but I know that kid's fast, right? Like,
0: right.
1: So it's. It's. I, I. And I think. I think that's good. It's really because people are. You know, we're only maybe two years, three years removed from everybody being online saying, "What is wrong with English BMX? Our boys, <laughs> our boys can't even compete. They look like they're school children out there. What's happening? They've got no." You know, I remember seeing, like, people whose views from races from back in the day who I really respect, being like, dude, what, a, dude, PCF, what is going on? Like, I just remember that. And that wasn't that long ago. No. So to go from that where, like, we've got fucking...
0: They've definitely turned it around. Maybe that's just the way that these know, kids are coming in. They, in they or, matured. They yeah. matured.
1: Like, how can you not think that Quillen was going to be that fast? Like, anybody who just thought... I mean, he's had his bumps in the road with being injured, but how could you have not thought he was going to be that straight line fast? Mm. You don't get to be world champion in an older expert age class and then not... Like, if you're that fast, genetically that fast, you're always going to be that fast. And then if you're living at Manchester, dude, you'd have to you would have to be ill to not get faster. Did you watch
0: the British champs video? He won that yeah, last week, yeah. yeah.
1: I just... I, 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 it's, it's nice for me being from London and, and Pusey's... Oh, so for anybody new to <laughs> If you hear me say Pusey I'm referencing CK <laughs> Um But you know It's obviously really nice for me That uh, you know Somebody who who A Londoner Well and also somebody Who was on the National Series In my age group For two or three years You know we went to the We went to the Me and Pusey You know I remember me and Pusey Battling for the win Neither of us won it But battling for the win in Scotland going to Scotland on the, on the Hillingdon Hawks coach and battling for the uh, sorry that was a lifeguard going past on an ATV on the sand <laughs> in case you forgot where we are yeah so I remember being in, in Scotland and battling with with Pusey for the win 89 yeah somewhere around it somewhere around there it w- I think I went been, twice it would have been when he 89 was 89 90 it would have been when he was 18 plus and it was uh Dude, I used to love racing Ian Archibald, man. Oh, congratulations, Ian Archibald! Congratulations on your uh, on your title. Good job. Oh, I yeah. saw he
0: won that, and I'm like, yeah. man, I raced Ian Archibald at the British Championships in
1: 1987. He's another genetic- genetically always fast. I think. I'm, I'm as I've got older, I'm a great believer in, and, and this might be depressing for you kids who don't have power, <laughs> but I've got a horrible feeling that that might be God-given. Like it's you, you, uh, you can, you know, you can, you can do a Jamie, and you can move into the gym, and you can build that on that power. But genetic, fast, quick twitch power, speed, whatever you want to call it. Sometimes you've either got it or you don't. You can always improve it, but it's, it's yeah. those people who were fast, who were always fast. Like, they're always going to be fast. Even if they're like Anthony Revel and they don't look like they're going fast, <laughs> if they're fast, they're always fucking fast.
0: Revel came back and won the 40-plus Worlds as well yep. in uh, Birmingham. Yep, Whichever yep. year, yeah. yeah. tw- uh, 2012, I think. He broke yeah. somebody.
1: I think if I'm right, I don't want to call this out wrong, but I think he probably broke somebody's heart at that race.
0: Hilly? I think yeah. so, yeah. Man. Yeah.
1: yeah, if you're listening to this, Alan Hill, I would have I felt for you, man, with... Uh, Maybe not instantly because you, you, you're the competitor inside you would have told you when you realised Revel was racing that race. <laughs> no, nah, man, I can beat him, man. I've And he, he like, did on flats as
0: well, I think. Yeah. Let's, because let's, uh, it's Paul and a lot of people that listen to this will be a lot of our friends and a lot of the old school dudes. So let's um, gonna ask you some uh, old school Englishy questions. Sounds okay. um, good. All right, first one. Who was faster, Geth Shooter or Charlie Reynolds? <laughs> <laughs> These are my questions. We'll do those ones later. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: uh, all right. So the question is, who was faster, Geoff Shooter or Charlie Reynolds? So I'm not. I'm not entering the whole of anything. I'm just answering that question, and results would have to tell you that although they raced together one year. At select UK
0: races
1: 84 Yeah I think And I've got a feeling Charlie may have got The better of Geth At a couple of I those I think that's races. The, You
0: know what That question should have Said in 1984 Because in 1985 Geth went pro And then obviously We all know what happened then Right and Charlie kind of stayed the same I mean if, if the question was, was to amateur, say
1: in 84
0: Yeah it's 84 then yeah Because they both Kind of swapped See wins. that I
1: mean the answer To the original question Is Geth Shooter
0: Right Because Probably went on a longer well, Career and, and, and pro and,
1: and for me The race at the Kelloggs The race at the Kelloggs, if you, like, because I'm a fan of top 10 lists, if you were making a top 10 performances by UK riders in single races, you would have to say, I, I personally would have to say, and I'm sure somebody could argue maybe a Worlds from later with Liam, but I would have to say that Geff's race there possibly even beats your race at Brighton and your race at Louisville like because I mean my thing is I rate Louisville higher than Brighton everybody loves Brighton because it was the home race and it was your first worlds and fucking like I get it but my thing is to come to America to come to America and beat all the American pros because there's so few instances of the UK the top UK dude beating the top American dude it's less now because that gap is I even, I even think that gap has been surpassed I think European riders are now oh that's far, a whole different yeah that, that's faster. without saying yeah um, but Jeff beating all the American pros in England on race, national TV as oh, well dude, the, the, the coverage you, there yeah, yeah. you cannot like you have to that you know
0: <laughs> so you're saying Geff Shooter. Obviously long term, but 84.
1: I, I you would, I mean, you would have to go back and watch them races, but I think if you looked at all Just Gef, look at
0: magazines and yep, results yep, and put but it all I, in.
1: I think if you were putting in Geff's BB results, right. if you were putting in Geff's BB results in 84, you'd still have to say Geff. Charlie was at the height of his career there and was probably further down the line he'd probably been riding longer than Geff and those results went back and forth that year but no I'm, I'm always I'm, my thing is I'm always going to have to side with Geff A because of that Kellogg's race like even if that was later than 84 because of that and then because he was part of our crew
0: yeah <coughs> alright ne- next question um, it's a bit of a trivia as well this is oh shit okay name five at national riders National, not
1: factory. Right, so I'm wondering if anybody's thinking... Oh, man, that's a trivia question. I wonder if Bags knows the answer. <laughs> All right, so Kuwahara National Team Riders.
0: And this is British, obviously. And
1: like Simon's already said, oh, not factory. But Simon Hayes, I'm going to start with the Oscar winner, Simon Hayes. He was Kuahara National before they bumped him up to Kuwahara Factory. So right. there's one. Also, Darren Wood. He was Kuwahara National before they bumped him up. Right. Myself, Lee Alexander, Gary Wallace... Rob Wallace, uh, Lucy Hayes, Simon's sister, uh, Juicy Lucy. Yep, Juicy Lucy. Because all of those riders had something on the back of their race pants. Uh, Clifford Welly, who I think, was always factory. Yeah. Adam, who's Adam, his maybe. brother in my age group, he was kuahara National. Uh, Rob injury's older brother, John. Cole uh, Mulcarrons, Keely Mulcarrons before she got picked up by. Uh, by Mongoose
0: there was a guy in my age group called it was it was like I remember because the rankings he only raced in like 83, 84 he was national number 20 and he was Kuahara national his name was John Doherty or Doherty or something mm-hmm. like that
1: the Kuahara national team was such a rad concept where they had the factory team and, and like the dudes on the factory team were the fucking dudes it was Stu Diggins in my age group and it was when he was he'd just taken over from Steve Greaves he won the Euros he was the dude Nicky Matthews was on Kuwahara factory at that point, and he was, dude. I mean, I just, he just had that, like, he was, he had swag before swag was a word, like, he was just that dude, he was, and he was number one, he was awesome. But, like, the Kuhar national team, they hooked up with shops, so they would give the shop a super, super deal on the frame and fork, like, less than normal. They were selling it to him, the shop would make next to no profit on it by passing it on to the rider at that price the race gear would come as part of the deal like you were paying a little bit for it you were paying to be on it it was like a, a shop team deal but it was fucking rad and i got super lucky my two shops were my first shop was peddlers in south harrow which was four miles from our house <laughs> uh, and the second one was Stowe's. i moved on to Stowe's of slough when darren wood moved on to the factory team Kuhara, i took his spot on that shop team so yeah i'm pretty sure i named 10 there but there was there was a whole bunch of us and it was uh it was nice all oh, being sponsored is nice man and I'm not saying I, I didn't I didn't get lucky. I got very lucky with my sponsorships. A because I was mouthy I guess but B a lot because my dad was part of the my dad was always national starter at that point, so we were always there. Like I we went to every race. It wasn't like we would go to a race and then you'd see us. Like we was at every race. Like as soon as I started doing Regionals We were going racing All the time So I did really lucky Like getting on Getting on rally For the Kelloggs Like Fuck me man I mean (laughs) That was just so lucky That Darren went up In an age group Because I think Stu hurt himself Or something But Darren went up In an age group And I Yeah Stu went at The Kelloggs What's
0: the second one I think he
1: he either got hurt Or he wasn't Or he left rally I think he left rally Something like that But Darren Darren would have been the obvious choice. Sam was Darren's dad, and he was the rally team manager, so he put Darren in there. But Darren was good enough that he went up and raised seventeens, and I took that spot. And that that would have been that would have been a massive favour to my dad from Sam. So like, and, and looking back, I realise it. But it's you know I'm so even though I only made one of the six finals, I uh, to have that experience, like and to ride for Rally, and to have that was the first time I had a factory a factory thing where. We got picked up at the house We got taken to A, a Mayhead hotel That was all paid for And everything Everything What did you do with for. all the
0: bikes That after to sell it all?
1: Oh, Darren
0: I think Darren took it back I
1: think Sam Sam kept a load Oh what the My rally bike after yeah, the Yeah you Kellogs? got bike and gear Oh I'm pretty sure I, I kept the gear probably And I'm pretty sure I gave them that. I would have given them The frame and fork back Because it was It would have just it would have just been i would have gone straight back on my Kuwahara as well after that so yeah i don't know i mean it would have been nice to have kept it and i'm pretty sure with that i think what i did is i didn't i think they gave me a complete aero pro aero burner and i put uh i put my galindos on it Uh, i would have put my race wheels on it and probably my i think i would have been on redline flights or profiles but probably redline flights by
0: that point All right, next question.
1: Hang on, I don't even know what the original question was there. I got so... Uh,
0: Name five Quora National Riders you've named...
1: Oh, right, yeah, sorry. It's gone gone sideways. It's not
0: gone in all different directions. Okay, next question. Donna Duffy or Debbie Scott Webb?
1: Uh, Debbie Scott Webb. (laughs) 100% 100 Debbie Scott Webb. And the reason I'm saying Debbie Scott Webb is because um, I... I would have been very very young at that point maybe 15 or 14 uh, and I like A I like the fact because she fucking won all the races B she had like crazy like weird blue like dreamy eyes like I don't know what, what it was about her eyes but she had super beautiful eyes but Debbie Scott Webb I used to hang with her between motos I think I even used to like walk her uh, walk her bike up to uh, up to the start <laughs> and stuff like when we used to hang out with her so, uh, we were never boyfriend or girlfriend. Like, I, mean, I don't even remember. We might have sneaked a little kiss and that, but it wasn't like we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, Donna Duffy was uh, Tom Lynch's girlfriend. And uh, so, yeah, she was lovely. And, like, I loved her and I liked all her family. Like, Ashley and Jason, are fucking... they were all national series writers, so I saw them and I liked all them. But, yeah, out of those two, I'd have to say definitely Debbie Scott Webb out. Debbie Scott Webb and, uh, and Donna Duffy. All right.
0: But then. Like, Go, carry on um, You like Melanie Vovelle as well?
1: No, no. Melanie was—I'm not saying I didn't like her. She was, she was hot and she was cute. But like my, my, obviously my favourite BMX chick comes from a comes from a slightly, oh yeah, my favourite BMX chick comes from a slightly later period of time than that.
0: All right, we'll get into that one later. Yeah, that could be on a list down the road. It could be on a Well, in, list in this here. day and age,
1: we're probably right. not even meant to talk about who who's your <laughs> who's your favourite BMX chick because
0: like, I don't. Know. Anyway, All right, go on. You've had a few uh, different guys that you battled with for uh, national championships um, in the 80s and 90s. So uh, two of your rivals, who was tougher to beat? Clive Gosling, which was late 80s maybe, mid-80s to late 80s, or Rob Denman, who was more of a early 90s guy. Both guys swooped the title from you, <laughs> right? I, I, no,
1: no, not again. The Clive? Bob, no. Bobby? No, the year, Robin Mason? The year that Clive should have won the title. Yeah, the year that Clive should have won the title. But you have so... rivalry with him though. Yeah no I'm just I'm just saying Clive should have should have I think Clive should have got number one in uh, eighty seven. Um, that was Robin me,
0: Mason. Yeah,
1: and the reason the only reason I think Clive didn't win that year is because fucking they had a sh- crazy shitty start gate at Bretons for the second national. Uh, I won the first national, but that's neither here nor there. The second national was at Breton's, And Clive was faster than me that year Like I want, maybe wanted to win more than him Or believed I wanted to win more than him But he was definitely faster than me that year um, And at the second national of the year They had a crazy wooden gate They had a gap underneath it uh, And I think Yeah it was It would have been Vince Stubbart was, was was starting I don't know why he was starting But he was starting And the mechanism was bad Clive's foot went under the gate Oh I remember hearing foot, about that Yeah yeah Broke his foot And he couldn't race like Second, Hounslow third, was the last fourth, one Fourth national, and he came back. He came back and was and was was winning nationals. But I think if Clive had raced that full year, he'd have uh, he'd have got number one. But and I'm also not not taking away from the fact that uh, Robin Mason got number one and Jonathan Hearn got number two that year. Um, so you know, I you know, I'm pretty sure I made the mistake of thinking if Clive was out, I was probably going to get number one that year. And uh, it, it was close. All, it, it was BBM UK riders for the first year together. And yeah, Robin, Robin came down to the last race at Hounslow. Robin Mason got first. Jonathan Houn got second. I got third. And that's the, that's the way the rankings went. But Clive would have been faster than me that year. Rob Denman. Dude, Rob Denman just fucking beat me year in, year out. He got but you na- came
0: down to final one year with him, right? So Rob
1: yeah. Rob, Rob Denman got number one from ninety. 90- 91 92 93 94 he took four number one plates in a row out of that four years i took number two twice i took number two in 92 and 94 um and the last one it came down to it came down to the very last and dude it was almost like he did as much as he could to let me win like (laughs) chesterfield i fucking i crashed in the semi um and he won the final, and I—I I think I was leading up until that point, maybe, or he just really extended his lead. So we went into the last national final, and he crashed in his semi, and I qualified. So I think if I'd won the final, um, I would have got number one. So that was that was down to me, like I—I uh, I had my own destiny in my own hands there, and I choked. Um, but the whole day there, fucking Sean O'Hare taking me out in that last corner, and, and I'm sure Martin Murray's listening, fucking wishing i would into this story, but. <laughs> I'm not going to give that prick any fucking airtime. I just that that whole day was you know I look back at that day and it's you know you don't learn anything from winning supposedly <laughs> like you learn in defeat so I, I I look back at that day and yeah maybe that's, maybe that day is just an example of i like, think the I day sean
0: howe won the 93 euros, euros when i couldn't you it. felt uh the same as i felt when jamie staff won cruiser at brighton i think we had the same I because just, we both cried I, I just, you uh, cried that night and i dude, cried <laughs> I, did,
1: I didn't even get to race though at the, at the french euros i wasn't right I didn't, my registration hadn't gone through so i didn't even get to race i had to just sit there and i remember though
0: it. you were just when he won, hmm? yeah, I should have. Yeah.
1: And I think what it was is, I knew that would have been my best chance to ever win it. I think that would have been the like it would have been. I think it was twenty five thirty nine, maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. So it would have been the best chance for me to ever win it, and uh, to watch everybody fucking flounder and him just to ride through. Yeah. Where. Anyway, like I was saying, I'm not. I just, I've, I've got nothing really to say about him.
0: All right. Well, let's blitz through some more any, questions. Any, so,
1: sorry, the question I'd have to say. I couldn't... I I beat both of those guys occasionally, but I would say both of them were faster than me. If you looked at... If you looked at it as an overall body of work, you'd have to say they were both faster than me. I think me and Clive were very close because we were the same age. There would have been a small period of time when Denver was younger than me, but you'd have to say with those results... Uh, they were both fucking
0: Denman profile. was good enough in the early nineties because I he, he lived in Sheffield, so I'd race him at regionals and stuff. I raced a lot with him, even though I was super class and he was amateur. He was actually good enough in those early nineties to be super class. Oh yeah. And would have probably yeah. and, lines, and, and, and I think the yeah. top
1: eight in that age group would have been fast enough, especially yeah. straight line speed. Yeah. You look at Keith like Keith straight line speed yeah. Keith would have given people fits down Jimmy Bell asked another
0: guy that was good mm, um, he was good fits. in local regional races as well and, and obviously good right. All right.
1: yeah I couldn't beat either of those guys so Clive goes and fucking robbed them and were both faster than me so I, I wouldn't <laughs> I fucking I, my rival with Clive I fucking wanted to beat him so fucking bad man but you'd have to say that. what's a famous
0: great. quote that I, I rate you but I hate you yeah Clive, yeah, Clive
1: yeah. said that on commentary yeah. like right. I'm, me, I'm meant to be the fucking world you was even
0: commentator like rivals as well oh I Clive was good at commentary as oh, well. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Clive was really good. That the 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 year at the Melbournes where he was already <laughs> no. solidified in mountain biking. And the running joke was, "Ah, oh, Paul Roberts making a name for himself this weekend," and like it fucking got to the point where it was pissing me off, and I was like, "All right, I'm fucking going nuts. I fucking will 360 everything. I don't give a fuck." But yeah, but that no, Clive's Clive's best fucking quote about me, I guess, and I'm you know it's slightly tongue in cheek, but it's really funny because of our, our competitive relationship. Was he was on the mic and I was riding, and he was like, "Man." I hate him but I rate him <laughs> like and, you, you know I, I I got lucky enough to be, go on and do all the commentary gigs but I'd have to say like maybe if you took it down to a single one quote he's fucking even got me beat on the mic as well man
0: alright next one did you get too much coverage in Invert and Ride magazine
1: define too much <laughs> <laughs> compared
0: to us <laughs> alright compared to the rest of the guys just like your um, crew
1: yes yeah probably um I mean, looking looking back, like I guess you could look at it.
0: You are more involved in not really inverters ride, right? More no, ride at I the mean, end. I mean,
1: it was the first the first time I blew up. Like, actually had something that was like holy shit. Um, I tested uh, I tested a GT. I was still on Axo, and Dave from Huntingdon had a. Is
0: that the picture you showed me earlier? Yeah, yeah Dave yeah, yeah. from
1: Huntingdon had just secured a GT deal where. AXO Blue Riders Were going to be on GTs And I was I was pumped dude I mean I, I'd been Riding my Patterson With a Scorpion spray job At that point didn't, didn't you
0: get your first GT When we came to Ohio uh, You were on GT the, then The
1: first one I got Given right. The first one where They gave me a GT right. At GT was, was a couple of years After that Yeah yeah But this would have been Probably 80 89 maybe Somewhere around there So I got the bike Um And ride obviously uh, uh, Invert at that point Mark Noble Um ...knew that I had the bike... ...David... ...I think Dave spoke to him... ...I don't think I hustled that first one... ...I think Dave spoke to him... And ...was like... ...oh... ...the guys at Invert are really interested... ...blah, blah, blah... ...and I was like... ...cool... ...so... ...me and Paul Charlotte ...drove down to... Uh, ...drove down to Paul BMX track... ...and we did a photo shoot there... ...for Invert... ...and... ...like... ...when, when you say... ...did I get too much... ...too much coverage... Now you can look and say, was I manipulating the situation to my advantage, and yeah, yeah, of course I was, like, if there was a magazine, and they said, oh, do you want to shoot photos, not only did, fuck yeah, did I want to shoot photos, but I was going to go there and do anything they asked me, I was going to literally ride until the bike fell apart, and there was going to, like, anything... Like And making, making yourself available So we, we went and did that I think that's that
0: the big thing Because like, I, I never paid interest to that stuff And even here When I'd see Neil and Robbie Doing all these stuff I'm like, why, why I don't want to do all this stuff Even though I never got asked But now looking back Now I'm like Man you guys were smart <laughs> but, and,
1: and well It wasn't I was, don't even think I was thinking of a, a smartness thing It was even For me It was like that justification of, Because for me You've got to remember Back in the day Of paper magazines And no social media Man when that magazine came out and a couple of times in the future like where I would have a cover or I'd have an interview and a magazine came out and it was on the shelves in the newsagents with WH Smith like when I saw that even if I had the copy already when I saw that for me that was a massive fuck you to anybody who'd ever looked down at me riding a BMX bike Yeah. anybody who'd ever laughed at me or joked at me or told me I'd never that would never what are you doing riding BMX bikes for like fuck you I'm on a magazine and like it's Paper magazines are dead now. It's not a thing. But back then, like, for that, it was such a fucking big deal. Oh, yeah. So I went down to Paul and did that bike test. And what's funny is I had the first one of those GTs in the country. And by the time we drove it back to London, it was fucked. Forks were bent, cranks were bent, handlebars were bent. I fucking smashed everything on that test. Who was
0: the distribution then? Bucky
1: Jim? No, it wasn't Bucky at that point. I think it was Shiner's, maybe, and it was still... They weren't running anything, but they went through... They went through... Yeah. Karate was nice. And they went through Dave, uh, the AXO guy, Dave from Huntingdon, who... I mean, Keith got me on that team. Keith got me on that team right at a point where... Like, I I think I'd just moved out of home for the first time. I moved into the white flats with Keith. Um, And, like, (laughs) I mean, I did... You know, my situation back then was you know that place that place that we live was I fucking was so stoked I got to live there but like you went there right yeah yeah before like <laughs> right, okay so the, pla- the place I live was pretty you know it was a real eye opener to come from the suburbs and to move to inner city London where it's inner city London man and it's fucking that's just the way it is so for Keith to get me on that team and it to enable us for me to have one of my first cars and like Dude, there was no money in BMX. And Dave was paying our petrol money then. And, like, I mean, it's hard to explain to That's somebody. where the tour started. Dude, it's hard to explain <laughs> how much petrol money and, like, some expenses meant. But for, like, me and Keith, I don't think I was working. I don't think I was even couriering at that point. I just Me and Keith, like, to be able to do that and go racing, dude, we were fucking middle of January
0: we'd be driving to
1: fucking <laughs> yeah to do one of the bar our, Derby yeah, <laughs> to pick me up <laughs> yeah but like it was for Dave to pay us petrol money and allow us to go racing like that for me to be on that team and was amazing and then to get the GT bike so back to the original question went and did that test and when that came out that was like six pages like I had a double page spread and then the next issue they used another photo for it on a how to and like I realised you know okay having you know if these dudes from the magazines if they want me to do anything I'm fucking there's no way I'm not doing it man and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and learn to make the best final product to come out there so it's you know and then I think the next really big one would have been fucking the crazy one in 91 and that was by the time they were they changed they changed I think from that point have they changed from invert yeah they had so the one in 91 that was when I uh, right around the period where I came back from America and I, I doubled at the International Bournemouth
0: oh you did yeah um, in the Vision uh, yeah in the Vision past. the one year I was in Vision yeah yeah, yeah. You did, but oh, I yeah. Um,
1: I went down there and did another thing I did an interview um, and you know having those that mouth like that
0: you what know, was your best cover? How many covers
1: did you get? Uh, not many. I only got like four or five. I think the best one's the Nothing. The best one's the Nothing. Yeah, from, yeah. That's from uh, it, I mean, because it's the cover of Ride, which you know is was and is one of the two premier. I mean, even it, it's widely considered to be the premier magazine. I mean, Dig maybe is more of a riders magazine, but to have the cover of Ride um, and the fact that that photograph is shot by Wig Warland, who is a world-renowned skate photographer who was somebody that I really, as I got into photography, dude, I fucking pestered that guy so much. (laughs) And like if, whenever they asked, because Vans, he was the skate photographer for Vans. So when I was on Vans, like they would say, oh, we're going to shoot an ad this month. Like, do you want Wig to shoot it? So I was getting to fucking shoot photos with like literally one of the best skateboard photographers in the world. Like, and it's, it's a, you know, you can't, you can't buy that. It's, so yeah. And that's like, you know, yeah, I just yeah that would that would have been that would have been my favourite cover and
0: what was your best like picture period in any magazine uh, in the US or it, I mean uh, the there's a good one of you in tri- BMX biker when you are on Coeur National with a face mask maybe with Whopper yeah it's whopper's, like a half whopper, page Of a half page
1: whopper, Whopper's behind me and we're jumping I mean just for the
0: look it looks we're cool jumping, yeah we're
1: you, jumping the triples into face mask. turn at
0: uh, Coxmoor. Is it BMX Biker, right? Yeah, Yeah, I think yeah. so.
1: And uh, I, know I, made, I made the final that day. We, uh, we broke down. Check this out. We broke down on the motorway and Les Slater saw me and my dad on the hard shoulder
0: right.
1: left my dad there and took me so my dad didn't go there and I made the final that day I, I don't know if it was a if it was a BB or a UK race but I made I made the final that day but yeah those Oakley face masks the white Darf- yeah, the white Stormtroop ones yeah now my my thing is the two the two really nice posters that I got the two yeah the power light. right so the Powelight yeah no light I'd, I'd agree on that time, one but the one that I get more like my thing is if you ever had BMX posters or photos on your wall right if you had that like you will know that having them there and being then there looking at them while you're conscious and having them there in your subconscious having those posters on your wall means so much so that 360 from Slough when people say
0: oh yeah yeah, yeah. dude
1: I had that poster on, like I get that so much where people say dude I had that poster on my wall who shot like, that
0: and so, like, That 360 Paul bless, Bliss bless.
1: Paul Bliss shot that and Paul Bliss also shot the uh did Paul Bliss shoot the tabletop to bottom? I think he did. That's
0: good that isn't it yeah. He use so. that in a couple ads Steve, I remember. It
1: might be Steve Levy I know Steve Levy shot another one he he did another photograph of the I forgot about him yeah
0: Levy yeah. but
1: yeah the, the 360 sequence from Slough is the one where people say Jesus Christ dude I had that and like and, and what's funny is when that when that pops up online because it comes you know people will post it occasionally like in a couple of the old school mid school sites post it like the common thread is dude even still even gnarly now so like I'm I'm, I'm good with people saying like <laughs> oh man like that it stood the test of time
0: alright I'm going to press pause and then I'm going to do another recording so one second ok we're back again ok so you said your 360 and the uh, pinner power light
1: yeah th- I'm, I'm, it's having that thing of people saying oh dude I had that poster on my wall but I mean I, I you know the other thing that was satisfying for me and the original question was did I get too much did I get too much <laughs> yeah I probably got a lot but like it wasn't it wasn't stopping anybody else from from working with the magazine yeah. like, you could you could call the magazine and be like yeah I'm one I want to shoot, I'm ready to but
0: shoot. I, I, yeah, I saved all the mags, so I've read them all mm. back to front. I must say, you made, you took care of all of us. We all got a lot of coverage, and, yeah, uh, my, you, like you, my, it's, yeah. it's the
1: payback thing. I yeah. might have, I might have raped and pillaged and taken more than my fair share at the beginning, <laughs> but you took care of the else, yeah. Dude, yeah. After that, especially when yeah. I started writing and taking photos, man, like I. Uh, I fucking I, I paid it i paid it back. I, I
0: remember being at your house. Like, wow, let's do an interview, and like we did an interview, and it was like four pages or something. Yep. So, yeah. just sitting in your bedroom doing that. Yeah, you know?
1: and being in the being in the in the place to do that, working from that, and working through those magazines. It's uh,
0: yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's do. Um, actually, let's grab. Um, can you pull that up again? Yeah. Martin Murray, our great friend in England, sent some pretty cool questions. Because I told him this morning when I was driving up that so I was inside gonna...
1: info.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Martin uh, sent a few questions. So he says, "Okay, first question from Martin: As a cruiser specialist, did you prefer racing cruiser to twenty inch? You won a few cruiser titles over the years, didn't you?
1: Yep. Yeah, I did. I uh, my my thing with cruiser
0: does cruiser count?
1: Well, it's what's funny is I guess it's it's easier." egotistically probably to look back from this 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 time you know this far removed from it but the reason for Cruiser and the reason Cruiser was so good for me is because not everybody raced it like not everybody raced Cruiser so the the Cruiser title would have been way less than the 20th title but my thing is like it took me a long time it took me until 17 plus to win a national final and it took me a year and a half to win a trophy but we went to a national at side. I'd have been 13 expert and 13 the cruiser. And Mark Salisbury lent me his blue Flaval. SE Flavel flyer. And I rode and I got third. I got third. I think there was probably only four people in it. And I got <laughs> third, yeah. And keep it in mind, I'm still probably a year removed from making a national final in my age group. And I got to take home a national trophy and be third. So you know it it was hard not it was a big money deal money. I mean in the right, in 80s yeah. For, yeah. Me, for me it made it so it made going racing worthwhile eventually yeah. you know it got to both and I obviously always continued I mean I got to the point where I always raced everything if there had been four classes if there was class cruiser open and trophy dash I would enter all four of them classes because just that was just if there was a race we were going to race yeah them. yeah no I agree but no if it hadn't been for cruiser I wouldn't have won all them titles so I mean I guess cruiser does count somewhat, but it, you know, if you're racing and you're in the middle of it no, nah, because not everybody's racing it. Um, I enjoyed racing 20-inch more. Um, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy winning the titles and enjoy winning <laughs> the races on cruiser, but I enjoyed racing. I enjoyed riding and racing the BMXs more. I enjoyed.
0: The we just win, wanted to race, wins. didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the wind,
1: the winds in, like I'd won cruiser nationals, but it didn't mean. Anything compared to one of my first. But
0: it was still years. good, though. I remember with nationals in eighties in cruiser, I was like, it was, you know, you felt good. I think I'll tell you, you what, know?
1: man. Diamondback paid a lot of fucking money <laughs> for, my, for my for my cruiser titles.
0: You was ahead of the game on bonuses. I don't even know what they were when you came like, yeah, back right, with all these what, like, hey, I, this wait, is... Wait, hang on, hang
1: on. I need to take credit for the blueprint, man, because like, <laughs> the money I took off of Diamondback for those like, for those contingencies, they were a drop in the ocean compared to <laughs> and Stephen, for that matter, with nerve. Like, no, dude, Cruiser's the same. Pay the bonus. I just, I it's... Uh, <clears throat> now, I'm glad I got to race Cruiser, because it would have been a lot less satisfying without it. But no, cruiser cruiser does not compare to twenty inch, unfortunately.
0: All right, okay. Another question here from uh, Martin. It says there weren't too many people that loved BMX as much as Paul. Can you uh, recall, or can you tell us a story in an Austrian accent? If you ride your bike today, I am leaving. <laughs> right, so this goes back to uh, my,
1: it goes back to a uh, mid nineties, yeah, mid nineties. And my thing was this is this is all uh, this is all part of a punchline of a of of not even a final joke, but a summation of of something that that was told a little bit afterwards. But uh, at that point, there was a super hot chick from Australia, (laughs) like ridiculously hot. Like, yeah, like she was ridiculously hot and uh, we'd hooked up and she'd come over and was staying in England and she was staying at my house and stuff. Um, And like, it got to the point where you know we ended up having that conversation and that argument and you know she's at the bottom of the stairs or i'm at the top or she's at the top of the stairs and i'm at the bottom of the stairs about to go out through the front door with my bike and you know you hear that. <laughs> if you go riding today i am leaving <laughs> and like my thing is i only ever busted that line in that accent one point later and the re- uh, reason i bust it is because it wasn't just because of that lady and Don't get me wrong, man. She was awesome. But to date a BMXer who...
0: Only a lot of people constant. have that story, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and my
1: thing is, the final thing was, I told that story, and the final line, or the final summation was, <laughs> I have heard, if you go riding today, I am leaving. I have heard that in every single accent on the planet. I've heard that in a London accent, I've heard that in a Northern English accent, I've heard it in a Cornish accent, I've heard it in a French, Spanish Belgian, German, (laughs) American from different states. Like I've heard that in every fucking. If you go riding today, like it's just that's a common thread because if you're going riding the bike all the time, yeah. Eventually, if you're that person's partner, they're going to get fucked off of it. So
0: didn't you say to shut the door on the way out? Something? Did you like say something back to her? I thought you said
1: the... No, uh, I, think I, I think I did. I just thought, right, catch you I just, later. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I went out riding my bike because it goes back to that thing of, of... I hate to say it, but and this is a wild summation, really. It's not true in every aspect, but a lot of times, girls really liked the person that BMX had made you. They just fucking didn't want the BMX attached with it.
0: Right, yeah, yeah. Well. we'll Dale, Dale's got
1: an equally good story. Dale, <laughs> Dale had a girl go to... Uh, a double header with her where it was the British champs on the Sunday and a national or an international on the Sunday and a national on the Monday, and Dale did good at the uh, international. And then the chick's like, Well, you raced today, <laughs> oh, yeah. so can we just go shopping tomorrow? Because, like, we, we did what you wanted to do today. Like, so it, you know, it's hard to explain that, like, no, we're fucking there's a national today, you're fucking on drugs, but it, that's just yeah, yeah
0: it's, they don't get it. We're
1: like, Well, I just and it's not, I wouldn't you know dating me would have sucked like because I was always going to leave to go and ride my bike and, I and think it's,
0: that's uh, why we never really bought girlfriends I mean a little bit here and there but I, I, I've i always kept it separate because they just very, don't get they don't get the well and it's
1: very very uh, unfair it's yeah. very very unfair mm. and unless it's a girl who rides and is part of the crew right. and the, the thing is as well with that like a girl who rides and who's part of the crew there would have only been you know five or six of them back through the day but I didn't think of them people like that no and that wasn't like an attractive thing or being attracted to them it was just they were just part of the crew so you wouldn't have thought of them no they wouldn't have been like that so I yeah I uh
0: all right. Well, that's a good one. Another one here from Martin. He says he'll hate me for hyping him up, but he actually was really good. At uh, you know, at some points, he was a top racer, a top dirt jumper, an awesome writer, uh, photography. Obviously, he was a good photographer, and uh, he really was one of the best announcers, and, and still are. Um, what do you get the most satisfaction from, and why? What do I get the most satisfaction
1: from, and why? Uh.
0: Different times for different ones, I'm right?
1: Well, I, if you're taking everything as a block, I think I my answer would probably be selfish. I think my answer would probably be the times when you'd rode the same set of trails for more than six months, you were super, super local at them like you felt like you could probably do anything on your bike like those those days of like the best riding in the best places with, with your friends that's probably that's probably the best thing out of, out of all of it. I mean I it's hard as well because if you if you take the pinnacles out of all of those things they're all I'm all I'm so lucky to have done any of those things. So you know you're talking about Winning that first national at Wigan, that was fucking crazy. Like, just after all those years to do that, winning the first title, turning pro, making a main. Like, making a main and, like, my first pro main, my first pro main had you, Jamie, Dylan, Revel, Fleming. What, Derby? Mind your head. I think so. And, no, no, that was the third one in a row I'd made. The the first one of the year that year was... uh,
0: Derby, wasn't it? No, well, don't we swept the track I think was the second
1: one Because I made the first three finals of the year And it was in the era when You, Dylan and Jamie Were all pro Neil wasn't Neil wasn't No, he, was, he
0: left um, Yeah, he'd so, already, he was
1: so already here. I, I raced pro with you dudes Making those finals, You made the main in
0: Derby I got the video
1: Exeter No where, Mind your head where, Where's the No, I thought I thought Mind your head was the third Exeter You could have been year. Exeter I think it was, a- was the first one I made that and then I think I made Mind Your Head and then Alveston and then Mind Your Head the first one was Slough I think was that the-
0: no that was- I think Dylan- it was Exeter
1: because I remember saying to Dylan I'm going to fucking come across if right.
0: you're in one and I'm <laughs> yeah, in two yeah, I'm going to yeah. come across
1: and he's like you can come across all you like I'll already be gone
0: and he was fucking <laughs> <That's laughs> he was right yeah, man. <laughs> was yeah so
1: I think the first one the first national of the year was Exeter I made that then I made Alveston then I made Mind Head
0: no it's Slough it was Slough was it? it was I, I can remember because that was the first time i was racing dylan as, as, as a superclass rider at least you know well, i just so.
1: I, I having made those that would have been a pinnacle and then i mean just 360 some of those big jumps like i you know even the ones that aren't that aren't on camera that period of going every single place we went to for a period of time my 360 whatever the biggest jump was so if we were doing gate practice orange I 360'd the I doubles down yeah, the back yeah. straight if we went racing at Slough I was going to 360 the doubles it didn't matter like that was just that and then I mean the the announcing and the photography you know the first the first cover photograph that I took you know this this is obviously a little bit you know it would have been a couple of years after the first cover I was on but you know being on that cover the first cover that I took um was John Dyer, Pinner um
0: Oh, you shot that
1: one? Oh yeah, and I'd have right. to say that the feelings of that magazine coming out and that photograph that I'd taken, those feelings of that and the feeling of me being on the cover weren't that far removed. Like they they were both, they both felt fucking. It felt good to walk into a newsagent's and be like, "Fuck, that's mine," or "Fuck, that's me." And then the announcing, like to do the X Games, you know, that's so nuts that an English. English dude and you do that a lot, didn't you? Eleven. Wow. Did eleven x games. But then like the X games, there was one year <laughs> Slash from Guns N' Roses played the national anthem and they asked me to introduce him, but they only had a hardwired mic because it had to go through his sound system. So I stood in an area where only him and his kid and his roadie could go on this elevated stage. And I stood next to Slash and introduced him to the 35,000 people in the Home Depot centre and then stood next to him while he played the Star Spangled Banner on his guitar. Like, all of those moments. Yeah. All, it's, it's so hard to judge those moments against each other. But, I mean, all, all of them things, you know. I mean, even, even Stephen, like, winning those comps winning those two comps that year and even the Gravity Games the year after but winning the X Games and the Gravity Games after having spent that a large part of the year and a half before that here and being with him like that that was as pleasurable as all of the other stuff all right so yeah I don't know it was it was all good I'm fucking I mean all good different I'm times super, yeah I'm yeah, super yeah. lucky to have done all of those things. You really things.
0: did, yeah. I still think commentating though, definitely. I mean, all those things you're good at. Well, but look, look, at, look at it
1: this way. There's only one of those things, I think, where there would have been an argument where there would have been a period of time where you could have said, all right, Grot Bags is the best in the world. I think out of all of those things, there's only one and that would have been announcing... Freestyle comps at one point a small four or five year window where I would have been the best because I think there were always better photographers than me. Um, they're uh, writing writing articles is is so subjective that you can't you can't it's art really and uh, photography is the same. But there would have been a period of time where announcing and I'm not hyping it but people would have said, "Oh, Grubbaud is probably the best in the world." So from an outside perspective, I guess I was probably better announcing out of all
0: the other things Alright. right why was you not in a union video (laughs)
1: um (laughs) (laughs) i think the reason i wasn't in the union videos is because i was never i don't think i was ever on i don't think i was ever on bicycle union either i'd never rode rode for john um although he gave me a bunch of shit like he gave me shit all the time um like, again, I, you know, gave me T-shirts and gave me super killer deals. And then, you know, I did, I did, before John did photography, I did, I did little bits of photography that we used for uh, the Cyclone catalogue and union ads and, and all that stuff. Um, m- my thing was, like, I'm so glad, like, that that crew, the union crew, really based at Adam's house. And Adam, those of you who've seen the videos, like, Smoker Adam is Adam Peters, who I went to school with. We both went to Hayden School together was teenagers And were friends um, He just fucking turned out to be A fucking super legit badass Like he was so fucking good on his bike He got a an Union And John used to come to London Well John from the other side of London He would come over And he'd come and stay with us Out in, out in Adam's house Because Adam had moved out And lived with Andy So that was like the Union base Everybody went there at the weekends And I was obviously there Because you know Adam was my friend and, and I was part of that That whole crew But you know I rode for Diamondback At that time I rode for Ride Everyone fucking hated Ride Everyone loved Dig You know And you are on Diamondback I'm on Diamondback (laughs) I'm fucking on Diamondback Riding an aluminium bike With V-brakes While everybody else Dude everybody else Are on the best bikes ever They're all riding Stuart's bike Everyone's on a fucking king Right Like they're all fucking And Stuart's there Riding like Everyone's on the best fucking bike It's the legit Super best dudes It's fucking John Yeah I can see why Jerry Galley Stuart King Like I'm fucking Riding wise Like I can ride trails But I'm not really Like I don't even think Freestyle Just riding wise I'm not in them Fucking dudes league man They're fucking They're so fucking good Um And Even though Diamondback And ride probably paid for a whole grip of union stuff because right. we always used to go fucking we'd always go in riding rat in Rat 1 yeah. and Ride would pay the gas for that like we're going riding <laughs> even though they fucking, hated the magazine dude everyone's <laughs> in the magazine fuck them dudes They're, we're wrecking the van we're blowing the van up. everyone fucking
0: hates it but fill it up Paul
1: yeah well but it's you know my thing is as well is having like having your ego checked all the time is never a bad thing and like there'd be no way like during that time there'd be no way for my ego amongst that group of peers to go anywhere because i was the most untrendy fucking <laughs> like so yeah i just and i was doing things that fucking people didn't agree with i had a mountain bike sponsor you know diamondback said to me do you want to ride mountain bikes and i'm like "Oh, i'm not sure and they're like it's the same deal as your bmx deal. you double your money overnight And i was like fuck yeah i want to ride mountain bikes but fucking they hate that shit. Right. So, yeah, at that point, you know, me and John have always been friends, even during that period we were all friends, and fucking nobody liked the stuff I was doing, but, like, uh, the money that I was making because of that stuff I was doing was paying for us to go fucking riding a lot. Yeah, that's
0: cool. So, yeah,
1: I wouldn't, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think being... I wouldn't have put me in there. There's no And there's no way John would have put me in there. But then it's like, you know, I can still remember thinking about being at Sidley Woods, you know, and it's like just riding the trails in Sidley Woods and John saying to me, fuck me, man, you're making that look so much fun. And it's, you know, I would have been so the opposite of everything that they were about, except for having fun and going riding and fucking blowing shit up with fireworks. But... Like my image is so fucking would have been so far. Like I was the fucking anti anti-hero of the anti-heroes maybe back then. But right. it's I'm I'm so glad I got to live that because fucking you know they're, they're all my close fucking friends. I still you know still. I speak mean you to really covered it. Time. all you
0: had like two lives really. You had all your, you know your guys that you uh, do the the pure riding stuff yeah. with, and then all the race yeah. the race stuff yeah, as well. So, so you had a so lucky, full man. full yeah. uh, always doing something. All right, what was your dream bike back in the day?
1: Dream bike back in the day. Um, probably one of uh, like the signature, the early mid '80s signature bikes. So it would have been. I mean, you're talking, or the the the, the group of bikes I'm talking would be like a uh, a Timmy Judge, Hutch Pro Star, oh, yeah, uh, a, a Daryl Young JMC, uh, an Eric Root Pro Class. Like, those, those things. And, I, you know, having met, having, like, Daryl Young's riding all the way through that, you know, because he was that guy. And then meeting him in Oregon and him just being so chill and so nice and so cool. Um, yeah, maybe that. Like, I mean, back, back in the day, my first bike was a Hutch. And I remember the Hutch Pro Star being in BMX Action Bike. Uh, they even gave one away. You had to answer, like, 50 questions or something. <laughs> and like that bike was the first bike the complete bike that had been over a thousand pounds and it was had the Hutch speed cranks the Hutch pedals it was so Hutch everything, it. and it was chrome fucking there was no colours on it all; so it was all chrome like with black accent fuck so yeah I'd probably I'd probably say the Hutch Pro Star which is uh, I own a couple of them now anyway so I've got
0: I've got my dream bikes from the 80s in the garage you've got a lot yeah. um, dream bike now then uh, um being a bike collector is still probably one of them, right?
1: No. No. I think I think Dream Bike Now I think when I think of Dream Bike Now, um I think of something that is uh something that's probably current. I, I just my my thing is I guess you know, if you were saying to me, I'd oh, go and buy buy your dream bike," I wouldn't get one of the retros bikes.
0: I'd get. I'd You're get, a big S&M guy, aren't you? Yeah.
1: So I mean, it would probably it would probably be a steel Panther. And the reason it wouldn't be, even though I raced aluminium uh, on power light, um and Diamondback, uh, I went back after DB. I went onto a Flash, onto a Hoffman Flash, and then after the Hoffman Flash, I went onto S&M, and i have been on S&M for the last year. Cool. But yeah, so I I would have. Uh, I'd have the uh, the latest race bike would be that steel Panther. I'd have the steel Panther from S and M, um, and I would I'd spec it. Man, I'd spec it the same as I've always spec it. I'd just fucking whatever the best stuff from Profile is, but that's what I'd want. So I'd want the uh, I'd want the, the the new the new hubs and the new cranks from Profile. I just what's funny is you and me you and me joked about fucking dude. You've had the same setup for 25 years, <laughs> but my thing is like. Like they got some of that shit so right or so right for me, like that. That you know, I, I, if I was racing, if I was competitively racing, my brain would probably tell me to get a carbon fiber frame. Yeah. Um. With, with even though I don't understand why you would have disc brakes, my mind would probably tell me, dude, Nickyman's got fucking disc brakes. I need, I need disc brakes. Like, but, but no, I would, I would have a, an S and M probably it would be that, that, that steel Panther, and it would have. You know, profile hubs. It'd just be my bike, but, yeah. then, but a couple of years newer because I just. It would be a race setup. I'd still have a 44 in there, same as I've got on mine. And if it wasn't S&M, the only other one it would be would be um, actually it'd be the only other two it would be would be uh, a standard from um, Rick, or i would get uh, Mike lead to make a titanium frame. He makes... He, yeah, he, he makes he some welds, people bikes, world's he, he? welds beautiful brakes. He eats beautiful bikes. He does uh, a lot of the... Like, the Mongoose team, like, all those factory teams from the big brands where they outsource and they... Like, he makes tyre frames for those dudes and stuff and all the Mongoose team bikes, and they're beautiful, man. He's been my
0: teammate on Nerf. He was In, the freestyle guy on Nerve.
1: Yeah, it's, well, well, it's funny what you say about dream bikes. My next, my next thing that I'm hoping to get is there's somebody who works at S&M. Somebody works at S&M, he's my friend. Um, I don't even want to let it out of the bag in case somebody else tries to get one, but like uh, Jason Ball, Timmy from s Jason Ball, Timmy from s he m uh, He has his own frame that he designed and uh, and welded and put together. He has one of them and there's only one of those. Um, so I think if I ever have enough money and I can fucking get him to agree to it, I will probably have one of them. Because then there would only be two of them and he'd have one and I'd have one as well. So that, the next bike I get from S&M, if I can, if I can talk him into doing it and uh, maybe when I've got a little bit of money together, I'll wait till, actually, Uncle Chris has been ever so nice to me recently. So I don't, I don't, I, uh, he, he asked me to bartend the, uh, I bartended the book launch uh, a couple of weeks ago. Really oh, you did not even yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, and that, was, that was ever so cool, getting to see a lot of those people I haven't seen for a while. So I bartended there and uh, people threw a tonne of fucking money at me and Chris told me I can go shopping. So I'll, uh, I've, got a, uh, I've got an S&M visit. So yeah, probably probably one of them.
0: A new treat on the way. All right, let's finish it off with a uh, name game. Go on then. And we'll keep it British. Um, How do you mean?
1: You're going to say a name and I've got to do one? Yeah,
0: yeah, just a couple of things about that person. Go but on real then. quick, then I'm moving to the next person. All okay. right, we'll start with it. Alan Woods.
1: Oh, fucking can't believe he fucking knocked him down in fucking the (laughs) first national and won the final I I didn't even think he was good (laughs) (laughs) I know I know I knew from that point onwards he was good that's what I'm saying Nick Lacey I'd still rather ride like Dylan Mike Pardon oh fuck me I only ever see this guy in in BMX weekly I hope he's cool
0: John Dye already kind of spoke about him oh fucking
1: too 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 much like Real close friend Fucking uh, Loves BMX bikes, Loves BMX riding Fucking funny as shit Professional piss take (laughs) Neil Wood Oh fucking One of my best friends from back In fact most of these people Are my best friends Like John as well But yeah Neil Wood uh, Apart from all the The stuff that you know already Like the He is legendary Nora Cup winning all, All that stuff So So lucky That fucking Neil's time was riding bikes uh, and my time riding bikes fell at the same time being those friends Neil moving to London No, oh, he lived in live London in, didn't he li- he yeah, yeah. lived with me in London before I've he been, came here right yeah, yeah I've yeah. been moved out from, uh, from with his chick in London he lived with me for a little bit in London right before he came here and you know my journey to living in America is a lot fucking harder without Neil like a, and yours too in, mm-hmm. in a way lot, a lot harder so yeah,
0: I, yeah. I, I was really, you know, ninety six. I yeah. wanted to come out. Like I'm like, I, I didn't really
1: know. Yeah, like I, Neil, let me stay. Yeah, I owe, I owe Neil, I owe Neil a lot, and I'm very, very fucking lucky to say that we got to spend a lot of and we had a good time fun. living at his house. Yeah, you know? that's we what had I'm saying. Good, we got, to, we good, got, a lot of fun times. A lot together. of good the, pictures from the there. the day that we yeah. played Monopoly with Gary Ellis, and he drove the truck into the house. Like <laughs> I, it's hard to fucking, it's hard to explain. Like them times. and the other thing I, I always talk about, Neil. Neil's a prime example Of one of those people That if he disagrees with me I'm probably Going to have to Fucking have a look At why he disagrees with me Because he's very Very rarely wrong
0: Right Alright next one Dylan Clayton Ah
1: My friend Uh, Another one Somebody Who is So Like Blessed To have His time riding I know I'm slightly older than, Than Dylan But like He's another one. Dylan came... I think one of Dylan's first times when he stayed away from home would have been Hounslow National when he stayed at my house. Um, And to have that relationship, uh, our first trip to America together, um, you know, it just so happens that he is also one of the most, if not the most naturally talented bike riders I've ever fucking... I've ever seen man Dude Dylan Dylan did manuals Before they were called manuals Dylan did a thing Called a coaster wheelie Because right. nobody fucking Had said the word manuals <laughs> Like Dylan did that at Hanslow National Coming from Austerly Park Back to the track And did, did this coaster wheelie Down a hill And everyone's like What the fucking? <laughs> what How can you do that Like I just So to have him as a friend And have all them fun times And just so happens That he's also That guy on his bike Yeah pretty
0: Pretty fucking amazing man Alright,
1: Chico Hook Same, exactly, exactly the same Just fucking as good at riding his bike as me Rather than as good as riding his bike as Dylan <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know what I mean Chico is fucking, you know He goes with Neil, goes with, uh, goes with Dylan Goes with all those dudes But I think Chico's an example of, of And I say this in a fond way Because I, I think of myself that way But Chico was not the most naturally gifted With that power but really, really loved riding his bike in the same way that I did. Uh, and because of that and our circles together, we got to have the fucking funnest, most amazing... Like, I'm um, in. I, there's even in this day and age, there's stuff that you can't talk about that we did when we were kids. But, like, some of those rites of passage and some of those fun times that I had with all of that crew, like, you, you, you remember them things forever and it just it just so happened that it was BMX that brought us together so I'd say that Chico's the same as as, as Neil and Dylan and them guys but just had my fucking lower talent base <laughs> but, Bobby Hyde um I still fucking don't know how he won that number one place. <laughs> like out of all them people like and what's funny is because he was probably thinking at that point I'm going to fucking win this I'm faster than these dudes but like I didn't I don't even think I thought Bobby was going to be the one at the beginning of that year. Like, I probably... And I should have known. Because, like, Chertsey, when I won or didn't win, like, Bobby would have probably won that, I think, if he hadn't switched his pedals. Um, so I should have known it was coming. I just... I, it's when you're... We were so tight at that point. Me, Keith and Bobby were riding our bikes together probably five or six days a week, going to as Wells, going to Hounslow, getting into all kinds of fucking shady shit. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, Bobby was awesome. Bobby won that fucking national number one plate. And it was super, super legit that year. Charlie came back that year, beat them in that year. Um, and then, you know, Bobby's another one who... This list of people, you know, I've spent so many good times with these people. Like, you know, Bobby lived... You won't know this, but the, the estate that I lived with Keith, Bobby lived just over the... over Literally over a fence from there. Um so when I moved out of home that was all I did we just all went riding all the time smoked weed and fucking just was going riding all the time so uh, I, I just having having those people as friends and being lucky enough that bikes brought us together and then to go and and because BMX took us on them trips like the trips to Slagaren all them things we wouldn't have done them without riding so yeah same same. those names are all part of that all
0: right. that original we'll, we'll throw group. Keith Jeddiff's name in there as well then Ah, oh, just I, same.
1: Yeah, and 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 Keith, you know, maybe maybe a little more so because we like the estate we lived on. Like I lived in a tower block, like next to next to his block. Um, I was in and out of his house all the time. Um, I was very very white for the inside of Keith's house. <laughs> like you know, there, there, you know, there was, we had Keith had white friends and stuff, but it just. I remember being at Keith's house and being the white person at Keith's house all the time, um, and having that level of fucking acceptance from him and his family. Like, because me and Keith were super, super tight, almost, almost. Well, before even at the races, we would always hang out together. But even before I moved to Hamlet, so to have them experiences where you're spending all that time with each other day in day out, and you know, that's a time of time of our lives where we were fucking. You know, you're running that fine line of like what you should and what you shouldn't be doing you're finding out all about being an adult and fucking earning your way and having to like you know money has to come from somewhere like money has to come from somewhere like and then when you add on top of that we have to go racing like and you know that's not a normal thing like you know you're talking about the cars the cars that we turn up racing in it's uh you know we had to fucking go racing it doesn't matter we've got to get there so it was and then so we have to get money because rent has to be paid and blah 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 so you know if whatever we had to do to make the money at that point is we had to do so you you live through them them rites of passage with them people like that that bond is going to last is going to last forever you know
0: absolutely um right lauren shaw sands <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, what, like what, I mean what is that a launch or, or something else my, my, my thing is and it's funny because when you said that when you said Debbie Scott Webb or Donna Duffy earlier I like, know he was about to say I didn't want to say it because I knew I had so this one my, yeah. my thing is my thing is Lauren is married She's got kids. Her husband's fucking. They've got a fucking kick-ass relationship. I follow them on on social media. <laughs> but yeah, out of out of all the out, of, she was only she was the only real BMX girl that I like dated. dated. And 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 even that was kind of long distance because she was in Cornwall and I was in London. So, um, but yeah, she I she's I mean she's an awesome chick. All of It just you know I, I've got nothing but amazingly good things. To That's the nice her. girl, I remember. Yeah, yeah. And she yeah, was, yeah. she was so much fun to. To hang out with, like, away from, the, away from the track. Like, she had a fucking kick-ass sense of humour. She was fucking cool as shit. She was fucking hard as now. She'd fall off her bike and it wouldn't be a fucking big deal. And then she's also, you know, it doesn't fucking hurt that she's fucking super beautiful with a massive brown eyes. So it's, yeah,
0: yeah. She so, still looks the same in the Facebook pictures. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, and,
1: and it's, you know, like I said, I'm not going to... I, I wouldn't even have anything derogatory to say about her. No. Um, but yeah, she she was awesome. I fucking I love hanging out with her. Yeah, she was amazing, man. Was so good. you could probably
0: put that was a good. That was, you, you should have put in your we, <laughs> in your list of wins. That's a good win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. mate You could probably
1: put Lawrence's hands up against any other any other BMS 80s girl back just in the day, Lauren's
0: Lauren's a 90s girl. Yeah. All just, right, let's move on. Uh, last couple, Sean Howe No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith Dooley.
1: Oh. Jim Dutt Fucking uh, th- You know They they use that Overuse that expression Dude he's a fucking Good human being yeah. I re- He's really cool <laughs> Like But fucking in, in Keith Dooley's case He fucking dude Him And you Like Having known Paddy Like Back, back in the day Like fucking
0: And that's his dad right
1: yeah, yeah It's obvious that fucking It was obvious that Keith's gonna be cool But then I just Man I just His whole persona from back then Like He's not the most powerful dude. Like, uh, he would have been the last dude you would have expected. Like, before he blew up, before he did the fuzzy thing, if you'd been like, hey, one of these expert racers is gonna be the fucking legit king of dirt badass, who do you think it's gonna be? No one, I guarantee no one would have been like, oh, it's gonna be fucking Keith Dooley. No way. You'd like talk about being mild mannered, like you'd never have spotted them in him as a kid and thought. He's fucking going to be a badass. He's going to fucking throw the bars. He's going to twist everything. You wouldn't have thought that. But yeah, him. And he's such a, like, such a cool fucking mellow dude. And now the fact that he does all the all the stuff that he does. Game like, club. Oh, dude. I tell you what kids, any, any kids who are involved with Keith Dealy, you don't know how lucky you are because there's so many fucking pricks out there who could have got involved, right. <laughs> who you could be doing stuff with. But like, yeah, Jim Dirt, Jim Dirt knows it. He's lived it inside out. And, uh, I got, I got nothing but, nothing but respect from, uh, for him for all of that time. Jason Barry. Ah, oh, fucking Slug Iron. I, I, just, I, I it, it's hard if you didn't, you know, you don't know the story. But fucking Slug Iron used to be the gnarliest fucking track in the world, man. And it was really bad. And it was raining one year and like jason berry wouldn't probably wouldn't have been expecting to make the finals that year especially cuz he wasn't fucking jumping anything and uh but yeah it fucking the cards just fell his way one way or the other was it euros or euro challenge cup or something i think it was
0: challenge cup
1: but it was a big european meeting at Iron and to see jason berry who was also one of our friends at that time and he was you know I feel like I'm dissing Chico, but like Jason Berry would have kind of been in with me and Chico. Well, Jason Berry going, liked
0: to have fun. Yeah, you know, it, he was probably drunk the night it, before. But it wasn't, and, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't like yeah.
1: the. He wasn't the powerhouse super guy. He right. Was, he was the guy who would make finals occasionally. But yeah, Jason Berry making the finals at fucking uh, Slug man. I just whenever you think of Jason, I, I think, think of, of Jason that Berry.
0: Man. I think of um, Slug and then, but I also think of um, uh, Sweden. No, oh Harry. yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, the year of the fires
0: <laughs> Alright, last couple Paul Scholleck
1: Oh, funny Spoke about him the other day And I, I mentioned him about when we did that invert shoot Somebody posted a Slough Swift Like photograph from 83 So it's like, I think Daniel Powell posted it So Daniel's in there Lee Nichols is in there Chris Carter is in there um, And this is pre-Auburn Paul Scholleck And uh, if you'd looked at that group at that time And somebody had said to you, out of this group of riders, one of these dudes is going to be the fucking most stylish. Like, he's going to be so fast. He's going to be like this easy gearing runner, but he's going to be really stylish and really good at jumping. Who do you think it's going to be? I don't know how many people would have picked Paul Schollett. But then he got a job and he got picked up by Auburn. He got a job where he had to ride to the job. And I think he was riding like 10 miles there, riding home every day. And then, I think Slough National was his coming out party. Dude, he was on Auburn by that point, and he was fucking, I think he got like third or fourth. He had a maybe. good style. Dude, he was so good. He was a good dirt jumper, he
0: could do little. I would moves. say kind of a Scott Yokelet, English Scott Yokelet. Yeah, yep. you know very I mean? skinny. Because even when he went class, he was good. He made yep, mains. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yep. And, and was one of those dudes who, some guys who are really good as expert, they drop off because they have no pack experience. He was kind of the opposite. I think when he went superclass he was good because he'd been used to being fucking bashed around for all that time
0: alright last one let's wrap it up because I'm hungry go on Just and Jan no <laughs>
1: you're
0: not going there are you no <laughs> <laughs> alright that was good Paul good talking last words anything
1: uh, yeah
0: we'll do this again it's funny well.
1: I got to see I got to see Dave Godfrey the other day he came over and said uh, and stopped in Huntington and Beach and said hello and it's uh, any time anybody's over I'm hoping I'm going to get to come back to england at some point but if anybody's ever over here in Huntington beach part of the old school crew if you uh i'm pretty easy to get on social media if you want to come and hang out i'm always five minutes away from downtown Huntington beach always like meeting up and uh telling old stories it's uh i feel almost guilty that i don't come back from england but i i, I think you'd be surprised how nice it is in. man all
0: right cool thanks paul my pleasure see ya